This is gonna sound real weird, but it's really nice to hear your voice again. Right. Okay. Well, I have to go. Uh, gee, I have a meeting. Welcome to episode three of We Built This City. I bet you didn't expect us to be back this quickly. Bet you didn't expect us to be back at all. <laughs> I'm sure you expected us to be back. I hope there's something in your mind where you're glad that we are back. I hope you have your dancing shoes on because uh, we have another music episode. I also hope that you have a, a little, maybe your handkerchief to hand. Because some of it is actually a little bit sad. I feel like a lot of it is really sad because we are still in the aftermath of what happened to TXFM and I feel like I'm still in mourning. There's a lot of floatsome and jetsome after this hurricane. It's a natural disaster. It's it, a real it sandstorm. Except for it was a man-made disaster. So uh, this episode we have Joe Donnelly. Joe is the driving voice behind Phantom and TXFM. Joe is um, a voice that probably a lot of us grew up with and is an absolute radio industry hero as well as a complete hero of soundness, warmth, generosity and just an all-round lovely, lovely guy. And you'll know from this interview that Joe is no stranger to being recorded because he uh, does a lot better job than us on this. He yeah. doesn't really need much help. He's great. Chatting away. Every day I wish I could be a little bit more like Joe. He's going to take us on a real trip down memory lane. He sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready because this episode we built this city on radio. I'm Joe Donnelly and I've worked in radio for 15 years, which is a very terribly long time. Makes me very sad to think <laughs> that it's gone this quickly. Um, but my relationship with the two Dublin radio stations, Phantom and TXFM, actually goes back to September 2001 when myself and a friend of mine called Keith, we did a show on the uh, pirate uh, station, which was Phantom. And Phantom, when it was a pirate, it was quite a well-respected pirate station because, well, they behaved themselves very well and they acted very responsibly, even though they were kind of breaking the law back then before Comreg, who are now called the BAI, before they cracked down on pirate stations, there were a lot of pirate stations that were uh, dance music or jazz or whatever. And they kind of, they annoyed and irritated other radio stations and, and kind of misbehaved a bit, I suppose you could say. That's the only way I can put it. Whereas Phantom FM didn't, and we took everything very seriously. We worked very hard. So myself and Keith, we did a show once a week on Phantom when it was a pirate station above a well-known venue in Dublin, a music <laughs> venue. Let's <laughs> just say on Wexford Street. <laughs> yeah. And we did the show there from September 2001 to April 2002. And then we went to Spin when Spin was launched. So my relationship with Phantom actually goes back that far. And I would have been a listener beforehand, but certainly it was the kind of station that I really wanted to yeah. do a show on because it played the music that I loved. So then leap forward several years and Phantom eventually got the license for the alternative music station in Dublin. It was a license that was granted 10 years ago in 2006, sorry, in 2006 uh, for Dublin city and county. Phantom won the license. At the time I was working in News Talk, mm -hmm. So it wasn't until a few years later, uh, September 2012, that I was asked to do the breakfast show on Phantom with uh, Keith, the guy that I was did the original show with on Phantom, because the two people who were doing the show on Phantom, they were leaving. 
Um, and that's where uh, that's where I ended up in that's why I ended up in Phantom uh, and then unfortunately as a lot of people know I don't know how much of the story is out there but essentially what happened was that Phantom it just wasn't making money and the uh, the board of the station decided that you know it just wasn't working out and the only way to rescue it or to save it was to rebrand it and relaunch it and retain the license but rebrand it and relaunch it, which they did in uh, March 2014, the end of March 2014. And I was lucky enough to be part of that relaunch and rebranding, and it was TXFM, and that lasted for two years. There's lots of reasons you could go into why it, it didn't succeed. I think as a station it did succeed. I think as a business entity it didn't. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. So when the license came up for renewal, in March 2016 it was 10 years on air you have to go back to the BAI and you say hello we'd like to renew for another 10 years very sadly the board of uh, the station and there were three shareholders and two of them my understanding is two of them said no this isn't going to work we're out and then the writing was on the wall so that's what happened in a nutshell really that's the summary and then a lot of hearts were broken including mine I remember the day it was like TS fans going up what? Did you make the announcement? Was that? Yeah, what happened was I got a phone call. I was out in UCD working on a TV programme and we were in the middle of a shoot. And next thing I got a phone call from the group chief executive of Communicore, who were one third shareholders. And I'll never forget that, obviously, as long as I live. I literally could feel my heart breaking. It was awful. And I had to go back and do the TV shoot. My mind was just elsewhere. It was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible thing. And then I drove in, came into work, and like what? It's, it's funny. I'd worked in radio for so long that bad stuff had happened, and you kind of it's not that you get used to it or it makes it any easier, but maybe with a bit of age, you, you kind of you just react a bit more calmly, mm-hmm. I suppose. So I went on air, and the uh, it would have been on the BAI website that we didn't apply reapply for the license, so we knew it was going to get out there. So at 10 to 5, the marketing person who worked for Today FM, but also TX, she came in and said, look, we're going to have to send out a statement. We're going to have to tweet something. So I actually wrote something in about 30 seconds. And they went and tweeted it. And then I broke the news on air at 10 to 5 on that day. So that was was really awful. I was processing it probably a lot quicker, certainly than listeners. Like mm. listeners were just like, "What are you joking?" And it took it took several days yeah. for people to realize that this wasn't a joke. I'm sure there was quite an outpouring of you know, nearly like grief and people who were who were saying that, and maybe in some ways that kind of helped a little bit. Or you're like, okay, people actually do care. Absolutely, like you know, I use the word grief. I used it at the time and I still use it today and I absolutely couldn't agree more and I don't think it's overstating it and I don't think it's exaggerating it but I think people absolutely were grieving the loss of TXFM as were its presenters and in case any people are thinking oh that's you know you're you're you are overstating it the station worked so well because it connected with people and we developed a relationship with people. One thing that we did get right on TXFM was the relationship between the presenters and listeners and how music brought us all together. And it was a very broad church and it was a very welcoming place and all of those kinds of things. 
they're not cliches they're actually true and we loved it like and it was never felt like a day's work so people felt a huge sense of connection with TXFM because as presenters we really just reflected what they were into and we were very down to earth and then also because we played a certain kind of music for the most part people felt that they were in a community so when that's taken from you of course you're going to feel yeah. a sense of loss and you're going to feel bereft like why wouldn't you and yeah the outpouring made it easier slightly because you're going oh my god like people actually really did like this like i have a folder at home with most of the emails that i got and like there's 30 or 40 emails yeah. and they're all about a page long and it's people describing how everything from you know one day they're going to work and they felt really crap and you managed to make things better just by yeah. the music played all this kind of stuff like really intense very intense personal stuff and then funny stuff as well but like people literally outlining to you the difference that you made and the radio station to them yeah and you're just gone like wow it was absolutely staggering so it made it easier yes it also made it harder because you're going but why are we closing down <laughs> exactly. if this is such a if there's such brand loyalty yeah. why are we closing down but look as I said I think the station I think succeeded in what it did as a radio station in every sense except financially mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me a bit of Empire Records <laughs> yeah we yeah. should have thrown a big party on the roof but it would have been fine yeah that would have been yeah. we should have just blown the marketing budget yeah. on champagne and exactly. other things yeah. yeah I would miss it terribly still to this mm. day like absolutely no doubt about it and you often get tweets about TXFM still you know um, yeah. so it really did form a very strong connection with people that was the hardest but I suppose if, if like if it just went and there wasn't much of a, a fuss you'd probably go oh well look there you mm. go but yeah truly the reaction was it really was incredible it plays such a huge part as well I think because I lived in London for a lot of um, the time when TXFM was on air I came back probably um, about a year and a half ago but every time I came back I was like to my brothers like put that on yeah. and, and like even I would go to your blog and go to um, go to what you were playing to find out what were the cool Irish artists that were up and coming yeah. and you play, I think like Irish music is amazing at the moment it's so good Irish Indian and alternative music and I think you played a really big part in fostering the kind of appetite for that and for encouraging bands as well. We absolutely did. Uh, ironically, we got an award from the BAI for, <laughs> for, uh, for, for playing Irish music, essentially. Yeah. It had a different title. It was quite a fancy title. Most radio stations have a, a requirement in their license to play a certain amount of Irish music. Um, but we got this award for basically championing so many Irish bands. And and we did. And, and the brilliant thing was that I think the more access we gave to bands, it's funny, the, the quality and, and innovation and excitement just seemed to be everywhere. That I think, I actually think it was quite a really nice, a re- really good period for Irish music because the likes of Jape and Villagers doing really well um you know and yeah. like leading the way so to speak in a ham sandwich and you know all, all these kinds of acts and then you know i remember you just get contacted by random bands and you discover something brilliant there's a band called dogs they're called pursued by dogs now mm-hmm. and they had a song called underbeats and i have that on a, 
on a, on a cool barbecue playlist kind of thing. But like, I wouldn't have discovered that music were it not for working in TXFM. So I yeah. know that listeners probably, they, that, that song would never have been aired anywhere if it wasn't for TXFM. And it's a very good song. Yeah. Like, trust me, the, the, we didn't, like, we, we, we had to, we had a reputation. This, the, the radio station had a reputation to uphold as well. We Absolutely, had to be credible. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, you would disappoint some people by not yeah. playing their stuff. But you do, like, people do trust you. So you want to be able to deliver. Yeah. But thankfully, during that two-year period, there was some really incredible new Irish bands. Uh, and, yeah, it's a shame that they lost a voice as well. Yeah. I know Kieran from the band De Laurentos, who did some work on TXFM, I know he was, he was particularly vocal about that at the time. And he was right, too. Um, that, that Irish bands would lose platforms. Do you think there are any alternatives at the moment? I think on Today FM there's Paul McLoon in the evenings and Louise Duffy and they both play a really great mix of music and they certainly play a lot of the music that you would have heard on TXFM or that you would hear now if TXFM was still on and Ed Smith on a Sunday does that. I should say to be you know as impartial and all the rest of it. There are other radio stations a lot of the local radio stations have dedicated Irish music shows um, and you know in fairness they're I don't want to say ticking a box because it makes it sound like they don't want to do it they've got passionate enthusiastic um, presenters but apart from that yeah I think I still think there's a void there yeah there's a like there's no you know there's no radio show if you're on your commute in the morning or the evening where you can hear a bit of Faith No More followed by All Twins yeah Followed by, you know, <laughs> Kate Bush. Followed by, yeah. you know, uh, Arctic Monkeys and Arcade Fire Stone Roses, or you know, Amy Winehouse. All that kind. Of, that mix. You'll hear. Yeah. You'll hear one of some of those artists here and there, but you just don't get that mix together. I suppose from my own personal point of view, and this is just my personal point of view, it's a shame that you can't get that all the time, anytime. You know, it's a shame that you can't get that diet of music. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, whenever you want, which is what TXFM yeah. did. But that, you know, that reflects my taste, I suppose. I think there needs to be an overhaul of the kind of listenership figures. Um, do you think that's why the this method. happened? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, firstly, I do. I think the method of surveying listeners in this country is just out of date. Uh, it, it, doesn't doesn't see, it doesn't reflect what mm. really is going on. It Like, say, with... Phantom, which was or TXFM and Phantom, which was Dublin City and County, we know we had thousands of listeners in Meath, Louth, Wicklow, and Kildare, the commuter belt, but they're not factored in the JNLR system, and that makes us lose out. Um, also, the JNLR reflects what's happened three months previously. You're surveyed for three months, and then you get the results in the middle of the following month. So it's telling you stuff that kind of reflects what you were doing two or three months ago. Um, it can fluctuate wildly you know when JNLR figures are good radio stations go oh cool great the system is brilliant and then when they're completely bonkers everyone goes oh it's crap we need to get something new but I think the bottom line is we do also digitally now radio stations are getting a lot of instant feedback so whether it's stuff that people interact with or engage with on Facebook or on their own websites radio stations now know what's working and what doesn't yeah, work and all the rest of it yeah. immediately mm -hmm. so they know what people want mm. so sometimes the JNLR just seems to be at odds with that uh, would it have saved TXFM if there was a different uh, way of serving yeah maybe maybe um, I suppose as a business model it was felt by 
you know, people in suits up the line with an abacus, and that's their job as well. It was just felt that it wasn't going to work, which is a shame. What we needed was, you know, some benevolent billionaire to step in and go, here, take all my money and just do what you want. I love you guys. You know, that's what we thought that was going to happen. Yeah, we needed some, you know, philanthropist. Some cool guy. Some cool philanthropist. Are you out there? Yeah, it's not too late. Mark Zuckerberg or someone like that is really into their music. You know, uh, I, I we can know. get someone cooler than him. Yeah. yeah. Well, we thought you two might come in and help us, but no, they didn't. Don't Fuckers. Yeah. But, no, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. Jen said that. Yeah. Not, not me. I love you. I love you, Edge. Yeah. I, I like you too, one of you. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you think we'll ever see Anthem Light TXFM ever again? Yeah, I think so, but, you know. I, I don't know if it would be on FM, mm-hmm. so the BAI now have to look at what's happened and go, okay, we have a, a license here for an alternative music station. They may have to re-advertise that and tweak it and maybe change the requirements and make it a bit more, make it possible for, for it to exist as a financial entity uh, better. So yes. It won't be, whatever happens again, won't be TXFM though. That's the only thing. It could be better than TXFM, but I, I really do, and this isn't, you know, sentiment or nostalgia, but I really do think there was something very special about the four of us, about Cahill, Claire, me and Kellyanne, and just that lineup and the attitude and the music we played and John Cadell, of course, who was, who was program director. It was really lovely. So... I would hope that something comes back and something comes out again. It won't be the same. But like I said, it could be it could be better. It would be nice to hear that kind of music again that we've spoken about. Yeah. Definitely. In spite of it all, do you think that Dublin's a good city for music? Oh, completely. The great thing, it's a small city in terms of meeting people, like-minded people who are kind of into the same music as you. But then you'll always be surprised as well. So like, you, you know... I know from on TXFM you could go to a gig in the academy or the Workmans or Whelan's and then the next day someone would text in going, oh, I saw you there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say hello, but I saw you there. Yeah, and you're like, oh God, was I drunk? I yeah. hope I was behaving yeah. myself. You know? <laughs> giving um, people the finger. But like Dublin, Dublin has always produced great bands. And I mean, I mentioned this earlier on about, you know, on TX and Phantom, it was great to give voice to so many bands. And so many of them came from Dublin. And there's no shortage. Like, it's funny, you, you guys are probably too young to remember this, but <laughs> Dublin bands have finally been able to completely shake off the tag of the next U2. Because for about 20 years, any band, guitar band that came from Dublin, was given that tag. And it was awful. Uh, yeah, just like, a burden. It was a burden. Yeah. Was, and, and that actually is gone now, gone. Yeah. It's, it's actually gone a good few years. I'm surprised I even remembered it. But it did. Bands were shackled with it. So now uh, you've got bands coming along who uh, have kind of like almost nothing to prove only to themselves that they can make good music. And uh, there there are many out there. I, I, I'm not going to, like, I can't th- think of loads to list off alphabetically, but there was loads that I still listen to f- that I discovered through TXFM. And... You know, you, you just go to a website like goldenpleck.com or, you know, read up on Nyler Nine's yeah. blog and you'll see how fresh and vibrant the band scene still is in Dublin. Absolutely. Joe, Jen has asked me to ask you something. You know, the way she really, really, really lo- loves your voice, as we all do. Will we be hearing them on the airwaves anytime soon again? I, I'm 
very happy to be still in radio and in terms of being on air it's always better to be working in radio than not in yeah. terms of being on air and, and seeking out opportunities or being given opportunities so you know I don't know of course I, I would love to be back on air and you know I thankfully every now and again I get to do some on air slots on Today FM which is great and I, I recently did Louise Duffy's show Lost in Music in the Evenings and that was brilliant that was like that was oh my god like it was just so weird sitting back down and going oh yeah god you know yeah yeah yeah, it was really really good like I enjoyed doing it far much more than I thought I would and people were slagging me for playing Harry Styles I don't care like (laughs) but but that's the thing about that show is that you'd have Harry Styles one and then you'd have all twins and then you'd have Arcade Mm. Fire and then you might have you know uh, Katy Perry and then you'd have you too, and then you'd have LCD sound system. Yeah. Like it's it's a brilliant mix. So it was it was really nice to be back. Yeah. So um, I'll just have to see. Like I really it it's really a lot of it is about serendipity, you know. Yeah. And in radio, someone has to move somewhere to create a space, and then someone moves into that space, and then there's a space created there, yeah. and you just don't know. Right now, I'm not on air, and I you know right now there there are zero opportunities. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. All of that could change. Someone could decide to leave this and go here, and you just don't know. So that's exciting, though, is that? It is, yeah. And like I said, it's better to be working in a radio station if you want to work in radio yeah. than than not. And what is your favorite live music memory of your entire life? Uh, the time the Red Hot Chili Peppers played the Phoenix Park, but I wasn't there to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was the first time the Pixies had got back together since oh, they broke wow. up so this was ni- this was 2000 and I'd say it was uh, 2004 or maybe it was 2005 so the lineup was Mundy a few others Pixies and then the Chili Peppers and I was working in Spain at the time uh, and we for some reason we did a show out the back in a porta cabin uh, from the venue from the Phoenix Park I think we were the only radio station broadcasting there I'd say it was all three. I'd say it was all four. Yeah, uh, and um, so we did the show myself and this other guy Keith, and we were massive Pixies fans. Like absolutely, like that was the music that defined yeah. our teenage years. You know, like huge, huge fan of Pixies. Um, so we did the show, and uh, it was completely daft. I don't know why we were broadcasting live. It was all just an excuse to, to get in free, maybe. <laughs> and and there were it. there were just a few. There were probably a few dry sherries had. Uh, <laughs> And then next thing the Pixies came on and you know, oh listen, I was I was absolutely there was quite a lot of sherry. And <laughs> we went out and I remember just standing there and just going, I can't believe I, I cannot believe I'm hearing, you know, Levitation yeah. and Monkey Gone to Heaven and everything and I was just and I was singing along. Like I am the world's most awkward man at gigs. I don't know what to do, don't know what to do with my hands, don't know what to do with my feet. I prefer to stand at the back of the room. I prefer to nod appreciatively. Here I was, like in the middle of the crowd. I remember we were near the PA and a PA thing, so I was kind of standing up a bit, a bottle, an empty bottle of something, I won't say what it was, and just was it sherry? It was, it was close to sherry. And uh, I'm literally just singing at the top of my lungs really badly. Uh, and just my favourite, like, it was just amazing. My favourite songs of all time, performed by one of my favourite bands of all time. And it was just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was like a dream come true. And then they reformed again, and now, now we're sick of them. It's like, yeah, exactly. oh, go away, really. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's that one. It was fantastic. 
absolutely fantastic. That was, and you are fantastic. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Well, yes. <laughs> thank you so very much. much. Not at all. You're welcome. Um, do you remember the last day of TXFM and how you felt? Uh, well, no, to be honest, because I was wasn't living in this country. Do you know what? I was actually suffering from a bit of heartbreak at the time anyway, so that's probably why I don't remember it. Well, heartbreak multiplied by heartbreak. Yeah. So the last day of TXFM. Oh, for when for the last couple of months, I kind of thought that it wasn't really going to happen, which I guess it was like being I guess it's like somebody leaving you in a relationship and you you know it's gonna break your heart but you want to spend as much time with them as possible before it does um so i of course was this is it like your you know your boyfriend and the girl looked and you're like oh no but we can never be together so parting is such sweet sorrow um i i don't know i've never been to the girl's <laughs> or had a boyfriend <laughs> so <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's painful uh, yes much like ro- romance in the gelded I still feel we'll do another podcast with that <laughs> yeah separate episode we're gonna need several guests <laughs> um, so if <laughs> so I still feel like I'm grieving the loss of TXFM I do do a lot of listening to 8 Radio now though that's um, good because since I got Alexa I am. I, I'm able to listen to it in the kitchen, and then sometimes I listen to it in the car, on the app, and then it's on FM sometimes. But I never thought we would hear an alternative station on the FM band. Um, again. Yeah. Well, that is. It's a step in the right direction. Could it? Because it is really nice, and I. I, I know in this. Uh, in this day and age, it's probably, you know, radio, a little bit like spoken. Or a little bit like the written words, people are like, oh, you know, newspapers and magazines are going to be obsolete. But I really hope the radio doesn't ever become obsolete. But it's gone through a little period of being like quite generic and quite, you know, advertiser and pop heavy. Not that there's anything wrong with pop, but just a little bit, everything is the same. So for something like a radio to come along and to kind of at the very least, double in the airwaves is really encouraging and a really nice and different voice to hear. It is a great way to discover new music as well. I think no matter what, when you get into a car, you always end up listening to the radio. Yeah, it's nice. It is. It's lovely. And when it's good, it's amazing. It is. And I have loads of really good memories of Phantom and TXFM, but especially Phantom being young. And I remember listening to it on my Engage. Remember Nokia Engage? No. And I had a radio app. There were these great wow. phones. Um, uh, some people called them toasters because they were massive. And it was like, I had a radio app on my Engage and I used to get the 41C home to Swords and listen to Phantom. And it really just, it it brings me back to being young and falling in love and being getting to know the city and it was just like a rite of passage and I feel like I discovered so many new artists that way and it was like so many memories of growing up and being a teenager and being a young adult they're so tied into that radio station that 
it's just really heartbroken that it doesn't exist anymore and I feel like for young people growing up now they don't have that yeah and also like a lot of Irish artists don't have a platform anymore like there could be a lot of Irish artists out there that I'm not discovering because I just I'm not hearing them on the radio oh definitely yeah and there's something really nice as well about turning on the radio and going to the channel hearing a voice that you recognize and that you know and that you like and then also knowing that you share the same taste in music as that person who's pressing play it's really like a one-way friendship and there is there's lots of things that we're missing like the you know when you went to a gig and the next day you'd kind of tune in and hear like people texting in about the gig it did feel like a community and it's a real pity that we don't have that anymore I mean, it does exist, except for just in a different way. Like, you can go <clears throat> onto, like, Instagram, for example, and, like, check the hashtag. But it also isn't the same. I don't think we've rose into glasses. I just think it was a really nice time and kind of everyone's focus was kind of on the same person like let's say if it was joe for example rather than everyone's focus being on themselves okay so coffee i have yeah. some questions for you now oh yeah okay go for it yeah um have you ever had a moment where you could feel your heart physically breaking oh <laughs> um i thought you were gonna say physically beating and i was like <laughs> Oh yeah, loads. Like when you think you're not about to get away with something and then you do, and then it's like that Eminem song, the mom spaghetti. How does um, it go? No, I'm not getting sucked down this path again. I'm definitely like you made me sing before. There's no rapping happening on this episode. I think that you're really good at rapping. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Okay, I'll just prepare my best rap. Just one moment. My heart physically break. Like, do you mean for real? Or like when I was watching like episode one of Queer Eye when it broke, but in a happy way and I, I couldn't stop crying. I mean, it doesn't matter what broke it. It's just... But like, do you mean actually broken? Or like, I just got, I had a moment of emotion. I, I'd like <laughs> to hear if you ever have a moment of emotion, I guess, because I've never seen it myself. <laughs> Okay, my next question for you is, where do you like to stand at gigs? And do you know what to do with your feet? I probably like to stand about 33% back from the stage. So you're, you can see the stuff happening, but you're not getting, getting crushed. Um, and as for what to do with your feet, well, then you don't have that much room in that place. Which is grand, suits me well, because I once read this study from the University of Washington, D.C. <laughs> it said that in order to be a good dancer, the absolute key is to move your feet as well as your hands at the same time. So every time I'm dancing now, it, that's... Um, that's, that study is in my head and the infographic from it. <laughs> so. I remember that infographic because it's one of the first conversations we ever had. <laughs> uh, why did we have that conversation? Did I tell you that I was a terrible dancer? No, I you am. were probably telling me that I was a terrible dancer because that's what it was like at the start. Oh, well, we're amazing dancers now. <laughs> oh, it's important everyone knows that. How do you discover new music? I would actually love if somebody would tell me another way to do it. Like, I know that you could be like... 
read music blogs and, you know, read newspapers and that. And sometimes I do, but I think it's, you have to go in for a bit more of a, I, I like discovering music by hearing it. Yeah. Do you know it's also a great way to discover music? And this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Shazam is actually fucking deadly. Shazam is the best app that's ever been invented. If I could, it's if I could cool. invent anything, it would be Shazam. Really? Yeah. Anything? Anything. I think it's absolutely genius. I don't think Shazam makes that much money. I don't care. I think it's well, like, genius. I, like, I'm sure like it's profitable, but I don't think it makes... Actually, how how does it make money? I don't know. Oh, how does it, anything make money? It links you to songs, and then it's like, do you want to buy the song, or do you want to listen to it on Spotify? So I guess anyone that presses buy the song get, gets you money because you're the owner yeah. of Shazam in this scenario. Some people talk about something called affiliate marketing. Also, if anyone knows what that is, can they also tell me? Because it would be very useful for when I do my hostile takeover of Shazam. Would you not rather like have invented like Apple? <laughs> or no, no, Shazam. I would be more proud of my legacy if I'd invented Shazam. I mean, it's unusual. It's an unusual <laughs> choice. What, what would be your, if you could have invented anything that exists now, what would be your? It's a great question. Hearing aids? Would you call them something else? Jambox is gone. So you can't call them that. Jambox. 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 <laughs> and they're like a granddad could be like, give me Jambox. <laughs> thank you to our wonderful guest this episode joe and thank you to you coffee and for all you listeners if you're interested in listening to the next episode it'll be out soon so make sure you have your jam bots turned up to the fullest jam boxes <laughs>